this is Daniel, your Game Master and Master of Ceremony. This is Tori, and I play Dooley. This is Sorcerer, and I play Ty. This is Becca, and I play Mirgrat. And this is Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Welcome aboard. check my pockets for an ID card or something. Okay. So yes, there's an identity card. Uh, the identity card says Noreen... Oh, I wrote it down. Uh, Noreen Spears. Uh, excuse me. Dr. Noreen Spears. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> from now on. So, according to this, uh, which people find here general paperwork in your identity card. Yes, you are a passenger with a one-way ticket. Uh, no return after colonization. Uh, you are in steerage. Uh, it doesn't mention specifically, you know, you'll find a cabin, but you didn't specifically say, you know, why you're in steerage. Uh, however, other than as a colonist, and part of your agreement for your ticket is you're currently acting as a medical professional in down in the steerage area. Oh, so I'm the broke the broke kind of doctor, not the rich kind of doctor. Well, you couldn't tell what her actual account is yet, but you're currently off uh, your ticket uh, by assisting in the work. So take with that what you what you will. Oh, that's disappointing. Um. <laughs> I tell everyone else to also look for identification because we're gonna need it 
Okay. Your son yeah, is, does have an identification. His name is Frank. And, but he's actually your son. Actually, the, 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 your son actually got transferred into your other body's son, which is helpful. Uh, it does list convenient other, hmm? Convenient. It does list two other children on the docket for your, uh, identification. <laughs> Wagner, on the other hand, instant family. Wagner, the Mercury female, is, is uh, uh, fortunately I didn't get a name for her, but uh, is playing Choi, and Choi is a uh, another person who apparently is uh, working off uh, the the ticket. By being a menial servant, in other words, doing uh, janitorial duties mostly, anything else. And <laughs> Vladimir apparently is—he is the entertainment. He has a contract. He will be one of the people featured in one of the uh, fighting matches, which you know are going on because you've seen other people who have mentioned they are actually part of various uh, uh, boxing, wrestling, fighting matches that happen on the ship as part of the entertainment. Uh, his, however, are not the top seats. They are not in first class. They're not even... He is as close as you get as a bare-knuckle boxer down here. Awesome. <laughs> he He's paying off his route uh, for the same reason. He's being in, doing entertainment. As far as you can tell, uh, he has a match in about two or three days, apparently, uh, his right arm is also not feeling right. And, and Wagner has a little bit of medical knowledge, though they're unfamiliar with Drazi uh, anatomy, but it believes that it might be either a torn ligament or, or a, uh, a slight fracture of the bone. Um, well, I can't really just leave them all in down below to fend for themselves. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm should probably call Mirgarat and try to think of something that doesn't sound insane about who I am and why I'm calling. Okay. Oh, uh, do a quick investigation check, please. <laughs> Considering what's happened while you were gone, I, I don't think we'll think anything is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> Oh, 20! Oh. Not bad. Not bad at all. Alright, so you look for, again, you kind of do the whole, okay, that's my debit card. Let's look for other things on your person, like the key to your uh, cabin, which you do find. It has a number on it, so you know where to go and how to open the door. Um, you find uh, a couple of small medical uh, devices, little scanners, uh, whatever the Babylon 5 equivalent of a uh, heel pack is. You know, basically it's a quick uh, a slapper uh, that you you know, you know stick on like a, a nicotine patch that gives you just a little bit of adrenaline, a little bit of healing stimulation for not like it, it's a it's a quick stop. You know, you have a bullet hole in you, you slap okay, it on. Okay, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Quick spot. Yep, I know where that is. Okay, cool. You got a couple of those on you, so again, it would help with like essentially healing potion uh, power wise. But you also have a small bag of stones. One of which is on a is on a chain, a little silver chain. The one on the silver chain, however, um, this is where you're probably going to go to panic or go, oh, this figures. 
is a small blue stone that radiates just a little bit. Um, I get Wagner to hold the stone. The, the radiating, <laughs> the radiating stone. Uh, it's it's light, it's light, not like like you know it's setting off a, a, a Geiger counter or anything, but it's actually glowing on the inside. It's a little illuminescent. Uh, Wagner yeah. says, he looks at that and says, "Oh, well, ah, this is interesting." And Wagner pulls out from uh, his shirt or her shirt at this point. Um, also, another very small blue stone on a silver chain, but is also luminescent. Okay. Um, um, and Vladimir again is like it's like those is the similarity. He goes like, oh well, let me let me check and let me check it. Yes, lo and behold, he finds one too, stuffed under his belt. Right. Um, I ask everybody for the stones that they have. Okay. Uh, your son also gives up one too. His is actually in a form of a ring. But uh, yeah, he uh, I collect all... them all and throw them in the nearest garbage can. Okay. Or other, or flush them down a toilet. Whatever is most convenient and nearest. <laughs> Just chuck them somewhere. Yeah, you know, not somewhere. Or someone's gonna find them, but like somewhere where they'll get like shot out into space eventually. Okay. All right. Uh, do a quick investigation there. Nineteen. Okay. Oh, the dice are liking you today. So yeah, you do find a couple of places of essentially the garbage basin. There are little slots that you can put garbage that eventually will make its way either to the reactor for purging because they'll burn off some of this, or it will be added to a recycle center so that it can be reused for something else. Very little is actually like purged into space unless it's like very lethal because you have to keep reusing everything that you're encapsulated with. It's very much a uh, Babylon 5 sort of thing. But, yeah, okay, whatever. Trouble. I just put him in there, I guess. Okay. Someone else's problem. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, okay, away with this. And But when you, like, I will say this. So when you open the door, there's Ryder going, what are you doing? I, like, try to explain the concept of a tracking device to him. Uh, he kind of nods. He says, but that's how we got into these bodies in the first place. That's the link. Uh, yeah, but we don't want to go back to where we were, do we? I'm kind of lost because I, I, I think I understand. Yes, of course. Of course. Um, very well. Though, might I suggest, um, we could put them someplace that they're not going to find it, but we can find it if we need to get back to our own bodies or uh, something else like that. Find some place to stash them, not just uh, throw them into the river. Well, I didn't know they go both, like, to other bodies. I thought they only went back to, um, the past body, but I guess, sure, we'll find a spot. We'll stash him somewhere. I'm not entirely sure of myself either, but again, just, uh, it, it seems this is our only connection to how we got here and to them's back there. So I understand with the, the tracking, but, and by the way, you're also, I'm, I'm not trying to convince you one way or the other. This is just Wagner kind of throwing more stuff out. So whatever you want to do is what you want to do. Yeah, I'll just hold on to him for now. Throwing them away seems like a good idea, but maybe he's right. And they do go to other bodies and not just back into this distant past. <laughs> so yeah, we'll hold on to him for now, I guess. Okay. 
so, like I said, you do actually have a cabin down here, as does the other two. So, uh, even Wagner says, well, maybe we could find some place to hide them in our, in our quarters. We could do that, but someone could search them. So, actually, we're going to go to a place called a pawn shop, and we're going to pawn them, and then come back for them later. Okay. We need now the money anyway. Of... I assume we need the money anyway. Uh, you have no idea. You haven't checked your own account. Now, again, you're in a, you're not so much in, the, in a city, you're in a, a, a luxury liner, so pawn shop may not be something entirely viable, but there may be a place that you could sell some personal stuff like gems and so forth, to uh, which these are for a little extra money to one of like the jewelers who are producing stuff. But in this particular case, I'm going to ask for one more investigation check to see if you can come up with some place that might take them. Okay, dude, twenty again. Guys are liking you. So yes, there is a jeweler uh, in the in the standard class. Uh, basically. Like when going to Vegas or a bunch of other places, you'll also always find that one pla- one person who sells rings and uh, gems and other jewelry. And uh, considering this is a casino, people do occasionally go there to hawk a ring or something else because they feel like they're on a lucky streak. Mm-hmm. So don't expect major, but this person is somebody you could probably uh, sell them to. I'm not trying to get rich. I'm just trying to have someone hold on to them who nobody will think of going to, like, search the place and get them back. Okay. So you leave your band of adventurers, let's not lie, uh, uh, through the ship. Now, Wagner and Vladimir are in awe. I mean, for Vladimir, he is now, he's officially in fairy realm. I mean, he is, you know, there are things with big ears and strange heads and lizard feet people walking among us and, 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 and things in full armor and, and bug-like things and other strange creatures and whatever the hell the Narn are to someone like that. Uh, he is, he literally thinks he has gone under the hill, up over the rainbow, you know, Prestrejean's territory, Somewhere that if he ever gets back, they're never going to believe him. But if he can write it down, he might actually get some recognition out of this. Uh, so yes. As for Wagner, he's taking it in with a little bit more of a analytical note. He's still amazed. I mean, this is steampunkery gone horribly weird. I mean, he comes from an era where things like. Uh, uh, journey to the uh, first men in the moon and the um, the beginnings of the uh, what is it called the swords and sandals sci-fi started to be a thing like with the John Carter and all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff yeah. Yep. so for him he's yeah. like fascinating he's like this is strange this is usual some of it makes sense but it's again imagine your 1980 self when you were a child uh, understanding how the world works in the 1980s, bring them to today, and you'll just be like, whoa, wait, what? I tell my kids to, like, kind of corral them and herd them along so they don't get lost. 
he he kind of nods. Oh, okay, okay, mom. Yes. Uh, uh, hi, hi, yeah, hi, hi, yeah. Uh, let, let's just give me here. I, I'll show you around. It's okay. It's all right. It's all good. And he's actually not bad at it. I mean, he's excited. He's very excited not to be in that weird body. And even though he's a human now, it's, the difference between human and Bricari on an external level isn't that much. So it's not like he jumped into a Mimbari or a Narn or a game or something like that. It's familiar enough that he feels at least comfortable enough showing him showing everybody around. And he answers a few questions. So yeah, he's uh, he's very good with Vladimir. Vladimir and him just like get along real quick because Vladimir is is a warrior type, straight to the point. Yeah, let's do this. Whereas uh, and the kid is just like, okay, let's let's show you. Uh, Wagner, on the other hand, uh, stays by you. And it's just you know keep you know keeping pace with you. He's still a little out of his uh, out of his depth, but he's keeping pace. Uh, but you do find a, a jeweler who is this uh, nice enough Narn. Uh, she looks over the case. It's like, oh yes, uh, you have things to sell. I take it uh, things not going so well down below, Doctor. Mm, I just need a little extra, you know. It's the end of the month. That's how things are. Got to pay these bills. Um, I don't really want to sell these, though. I was thinking more of a pawn kind of arrangement because beginning of the month, obviously, I will have money again and I can come back for them. They're heirlooms, sort of, from back home. So you, you then bring out the, the stones and she looks at those. Oh, those are fascinating. Those are very fascinating. I can understand why you don't want to part with them. Now here's your here's your t- chance to really shine. Bargain roll, please. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, twenty. Twenty. You. It should be noted for the people listening at home. She got a twenty again, but this time she rolled a four. So apparently the twenties really like her today. Ability uh, fairy. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yes, so Abel talking to her, the, the Narn woman of the jeweler. And she says, all right, all right, I get you. Yeah, I wouldn't want to spare these either. She offers you 2000 for them as a holding. Uh, she did say that if she doesn't, uh, if you're willing to sell them, she would get you 10 times that amount. But if you wanted to pawn to, as a hold on, she would give you two grand, but she expected two grand upon it, the return for release. Actually, she probably expected uh, three grand for the re- uh, return for the release, and she'll hold them for up to thirty days. I like try to talk her down f- from the release fee to two grand as well. Okay, give me a diplomacy check. Even trade. It's such a built-in part of Ty's personality. There's no way she wouldn't try it. Yeah, of course. Okay, sixteen. She did mention she she's got to make some sort of profit off this one way or the other. She is providing a service, but she talked it down to uh, uh, twenty five hundred. So it's not a, an extra thousand to get it back. It's only five hundred. Uh, yeah, that sounds fine. Okay. So he agrees. She holds on to the device. She actually shows you the uh, safety deposit box looking device that she holds them in. Says, "Look, they're going to be safe here. I'm not going to touch them after thirty days, though." She literally goes. After 30 days, pendant, pendant, ring, and, ooh, I'm thinking a brooch for that one. Uh, I'll be back in two or three days at the most. Um, can I get a receipt for that? They, they quickly write to, uh, uh, digitizes your receipt to your identity card, so that, again, all the transactions are absolutely personal. You don't have to worry about losing the receipt. But, yes, they're already uh, set and go. 
it's it's essentially in your name for 30 days. After that, it'll be in theirs. I give it to Vlad to hold on to since he seems like the most reliable of my followers. <laughs> Don't you love how the how the, the loner of the group now has this uh, now has followers and and, and has to babysit <laughs> people from the past and a teenager. So um, to be fair, the teenager was factory issue. That's true. That's true, but she, you know, he stays at home for a reason. <laughs> anyway. It's because it's just going to have a hard time when you tell, tell Connor about this, right? And then you have to explain I'm sure Connor would totally roll with it. <laughs> it's hilarious you would assume that she would tell Connor anything at all about herself. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's not real life. Well, I mean, that... her theoretical friends have no idea she has a kid or didn't until recently, so. So, yes, uh, this is, all of this is going to come out of something of a shock, even when, yeah, this is all going to be really weird. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, you go, again, you, while this is all happening, um, give me one more notice check, just for fun. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I should have taken a subclass or something that would make this more than one point, but I just didn't. It's okay. Okay, five, no worries. Again, this is anything bad, this was just something I wanted to double check for story. Okay. Uh, so, uh, let's pause on Ty doing her deal and getting a, a form of credits and, see, and before she tries to contact everybody else. Let's head back to Dooley and Mirgrat and... In the security Wait, booth. Dan? Yes. Now, uh, nothing to use, just a little Good. verification, which we got taken care of. And so, yes, when last we left Dooley and Mirkrat, you guys were still in the, if memory serves, you were still in the security station. The side cops that you discovered are also still there, uh, as is, uh, I think, one of the, yeah, uh, George was still there, but he got thrown into a cell, if memory serves. No, I'm also, right. Yes. Okay. Sorry. What did you say, uh, Becca? I am also in a cell. That's true. You were still. You haven't left your cell yet, though it is open. Uh, yes. The other one was thrown in a cell. The other two tele- uh, psychops were thrown about, and the the kid just walked out the door. Well, so. no, the other two psychops. When I realized that the kid was no longer the kid, I basically yelled at them to go get him. Because they're the only right. people yes. powerful enough to deal with it. So they yes. went tailing after him quite quickly, thinking, oh, my God. First of all, what probably registered to them is they have a blip who's a telekinetic, which is, wow. So that probably registered to them. But then when I informed them that was no longer the kid that, but an alien entity and they need to go get him, they, they hightailed it out of there. Yeah. So we'll encounter them in a bit, but there was a deputy there. I don't think that was George. I think George, like I said, I think was uh, no, it was, it was Chuck. I remember. I believe it was Chuck. There was, there was also another Pakmara spiritualist, the Ranger. Yes, thank you. Uh, uh, I have that name. I have that name. I took notes. It was Kupusek. 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 Yeah. 
yes, it's another one of those. Again, I'll probably edit this little information out, but it is another one of the comic book references that I've added to the show. Kurt Busiek, uh wrote the Marvel's graphic novel, wrote a lot of Avengers, and has a series called Astro City, which I cannot recommend enough. So, okay. Yeah, so Kurt Busiek is the one who got thrown into the cell. That's right. So you didn't have any deputies because everyone was out trying to figure how to deal with trying to deal with the fact that people were starting to ask questions about where they were because you were in the new strange space with the three ringed planets. Sorry, three interlocking planets right. with rings. Which again, I tried to look up. That's uh, not sure if that's actually viable at all. I did try to look it up, though I did find out that, yes, there are certain exoplanets in the universe that could inhabit human life that also have rings. That I found fascinating. Yes, Kupusek is in one cell. You're in, uh, uh, Mirgrat is in another. Uh, Duli is in the walking area. And, that yeah, pretty much you guys have the security office to yourself because everyone else is running around trying to get you know, people to calm down and say, oh, no, it's perfectly fine. We're just doing a little waste stop. Oh, look, look at the view. Isn't the view lovely? So... All right, question. As a mm-hmm. deputy, can I open the cells? I feel like you've answered this already, but... Uh, I believe you can, uh, in this case, anyway. Wait, are you a lieutenant? Yes, she is a or, or field lieutenant, commission yes. lieutenant. Right, yes. which doesn't necessarily mean she has security clearances or anything. I mean, they didn't have time to do the paperwork, so... I mean, no, no. these people are less likely to argue with her. Exactly. Let's put it this way, just for for uh, a sake of, of dramatis, um, if you were to go to, say, the security desk, there probably would be essentially a spare key, a spare key card to open, uh, or a couple commands to open the, the cells from out there. So if you wanted to open, get Mirgrat okay. out, you could. So well, rather and than doing it, uh, Kupisek. Mm-hmm. And he, so. he isn't, he was in cell, but the cell wasn't closed, because that's how he got in, because the door was open, he was just shoved there. Oh, okay. So. Alright, so yes, I will go to the front desk, rifle around, and see if I can find the, the security card. Okay. Like I said, for purposes of drama, rather than having you guys as a side quest of getting Mirgrat out of, out of their cell, I will just, <laughs> you know, Deus Ex here, a, oh, you found a key, and oh, look, you can open the door. Oh, look, you can do this. And Okay, everything's fine. Thankfully, there's nobody else besides the two of them in jail cells, or else you'd be like, okay, uh, is it okay if I open all the doors? Is anybody else going to run out? No? Okay, good, we're good. I'm going to keep that card, by the way. It's turning into the weirdest season of Prison Break yet. <laughs> hey, nobody's had anything tattooed on their bodies. Uh... So yes, you rifle around the desk, you find a, a spare security card that allows you to open the security stuff. Uh, again, just as general fiat, this is for security only. It doesn't give you authorization to open any other doors, just those doors. It's kind of a, uh, yeah. in case everyone needs to be let go because of emergency. I'm still pocketing so, the card. Okay. Because you never know it'll come in useful. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Yes, the door is open. <laughs> For the first time in a while, you can move your own body out of the cell. This is an excellent development. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. Mira 
aware that we're in some deep shit right now. <laughs> so, uh, Kukusek actually comes over. He, he actually, like, clicks off his translator for a second. And he looks at you and says, Are you in your right mind and in the right place? He says in, in, in Pakmara. Uh, so I am going to click off my translator and say, I am, I am in my right mind and there is no one else in here with me. Oh, that is good. I just wanted to verify with everything else going around, though I suspected the child of something. Very good. He kind of, he, he bows and, uh, and puts his translator back on. So, how shall we proceed from here, great librarian? We need to track down the entity in its new host spawn. Hmm. Indeed. Okay, how do we do that? I can investigate, uh, look about at my contacts that I have made on the vessel to see if I can find more information about this person and the entity. Is there anything that I need to know for my investigation from that you might know from either of you? Uh, so I'm going to give Kukusak uh, the rundown of everything I know about the entity. Okay. Uh, including that it's a big fat lying jerk face. <laughs> that, that is important to get across. Um, <laughs> it's, it's important when doing an official debriefing to mention that the uh, person in question is a uh, Mimi fascist poopoo head. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> But yes, and, and, but I'm going to follow up saying, but I believe that we should leave its current, in its current state, we should leave its capture to the Psychops that are already pursuing it. He nods, observe, do not interfere, understood. He then kind of bows a bit. Trust the Psychops. I don't trust the Psychops to do what's in the best interest of the individual who used to occupy that body. I believe they will be acting more in his interest than the entity that is currently occupying his body with him. That is true. But it would be (laughs) out of the frying pan into the fire, as the humans say. Um, I think we need... Go ahead. We just need to be aware of the situation. Uh, Kurt Busek nods and... and, uh... He says, oh, uh, excuse me, Lieutenant, may I borrow that key card for a moment? Why? Uh, I wish to know who it is I'm pursuing. I kind of shrug and hand the key card. I, I don't understand how the key card will help, but okay. He takes the key card back to the desk. And he actually uh, uh, inserts it into one of the terminals, and he hits a couple of keys that you're not familiar with at all. He does a couple of uh, interesting actions with the keyboard, and oh, he has the shortcuts memorized. <laughs> <laughs> he does everything by DOS, um, but uh, yeah, he does a couple of the command structures that are not normally present. 
and he kind of taps out a few things, uses the key card, pulls up a recognition software for the face, and in pretty quick form makes a couple of choices on a, a veritable list, because they have, like, the veritable eye shape, veritable eye color, uh, things like this, and, and types out a couple of commands, and after about five minutes, has a general image of what the kid kind of looked like. He then proceeds to put that through a copy of the manifest and comes up with a name. Connor Palmati. Mr. Palmati uh, was, uh, again, another colonist who signed a one-way ticket who was living down below and literally using the cheapest fare possible, it's noted that his original his original payment was under Paul, uh, Connor Gray. He looked like he used some sort of alias to buy the ticket and the different name when he actually entered, but both faces match. I'm just saying, not changing your first name at all is a pretty shitty alias. During <laughs> 90s airport security. Imagine trying to do that these days. Yeah, I know, right? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just say B5 would be a very different story post 9/11. Let's just say that. If it happened like 7 uh, years later, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, apparently the, he registered under a, a different identity card. He has a, and again, Connor is a common enough name that changing the last name for the first is easy enough. But um yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Like, <laughs> just saying, like, it's a weird, it's a weird coincidence if someone, like, with your same first name, but a different last name buys you a ticket somewhere. Like, it would be more believable if it were someone with the exact same name, but just, like, the second, and you were the third or whatever. Yeah. Well, when you said Connor isn't good at crime. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> I should note that I actually did go to high school with somebody who uh, did share the same name as I did. Um, his last name was different, though. I mean, again, we had to share the same first name. Uh, so for a while, he became Tall Dan. And uh, because I had slightly curly hair and I loved wearing a black fedora, uh, apparently uh, they started calling me behind my back Rabbi Dan. Uh, so, yes. Uh, but you look at a, a, a Connor, who apparently made the thing... He gets an idea of, the, of the, where he might be based on the fact that he got a steerage ticket, a low-cost a low cost steerage ticket. He doesn't even get access to a coffin. He has essentially what we consider the common room uh, package, which is basically you find a large uh, storage room designated, you pile in, you pray your stuff doesn't get stolen. That's it. He has, like, as low as is low. He all, but Kubusek also then does the same thing for Joey, which I then have to pull out a name. Damn it, uh, Joey Rolston. Question. Mm-hmm. Technical question: We all have those communicators. Can Correct. People be tracked by them. Uh, in only a high level, only high level personnel are supposed to be able to be tracked by their uh, communicators, so they know where they are. Okay, can Garibaldi track them? <laughs> could Garibaldi yeah, do that track all the time, actually. <laughs> uh, he, he, well, he did by some, but that's, again, he was looking, he was tracking uh, personnel. He wasn't tracking individual people. He he actually did have to do legwork and footwork to find people a lot of times. Lame. Okay. Well, one, you want to keep so the we can't use the, the communicators. 
Again, you want to keep the yeah, police well, drama within the police drama. Yeah. At, the, at the same time, you don't want to make it too easy yeah. for Garibaldi because what's the point? <laughs> what do you mean? It gives him more chances to do police brutality on literally everyone. <laughs> it was the 90s. <laughs> it was <laughs> the problem yeah, see, the, the, the police brutality on just about everyone. But it was the 90s, and I think I heard the yeah, you said, yeah, it, it wasn't, but that's okay. And then I couldn't remember what Becca said. But either way, that's fine. Oh, I said, I, I said, yeah, but it wasn't actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, you said that. Right, okay, cool. So, yeah, yes, he does look around at uh, the, does the examination of Joey. And again, Joey comes as Joey Vaughn. Uh, Joey Vaughn is a antiques dealer. And apparently has a couple of records that don't classify him as a threat, mostly low li- you know, low level offenses, and has spent some time in, in prisons, but seems to be, you know, uh free and clear. Uh in Babylon five times, uh it's kinda like going to prison in Europe. Once you serve your time, you've you've done your price, you can come back to society again so long as you don't do anything stupid. So yeah, I like to uh, imagine Joey looks just just looks like Joey from Friends. It's literally. Him. <laughs> okay, imagine, I just wanted imagine you to Joey, know that. No, with it. Okay, imagine Joey from but Friends like, who had a bigger. severe steroid addiction. Yeah, but like bigger. Yeah. <laughs> I, with I, the list of the shoes. Imagining him as having the last name uh, Bag of Donuts. How many friends? What is that from? Uh, so, what? Mike Birbiglia, uh, like, some of his early stand-up, he mentions, uh, like, working at a place uh, that his older brother had worked at. His older brother was Joe. And so they thought he was the younger brother of this guy that they called Joey Bag of Donuts, or Joe Bag. And, um, <laughs> and uh, it turns out it was not his brother, and when he asked his brother about it, he's like, no, I'm not Joe Bags, but Joe Bags was awesome. Um, <laughs> but for whatever reason, I've been imagining our Joey as Joey Bag of Donuts, a.k.a. Joe Bags. Fair enough. Hey, however you guys want to do it, it's how you want to do it. I, and, and for the audience as well, however you, you picture our characters, um, I fully recommend that you go and visit... Uh, Temporal Playground Productions slash Odyssey. Find our forum page and uh, submit any and all fan art of our characters that you might happen to have. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> I have now thrown down a gauntlet that I may regret later. Uh, <laughs> Only drawings of Joey. No other characters. <laughs> I mean, if y'all want to Photoshop a bunch of pictures of air fresheners onto a Pacamara, I'm down with that, actually. <laughs> I have a, I do some comic book art. I haven't, and again, I could probably show you, show you guys some stuff I do. But um, yeah, I was tempted a couple of times to just make a picture of the three of you in an action pose, as if it's like the cover of a book. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm like trying to do that pose. Sorry, it's got to be what kind of pose? It's got to be the three of us in the Charlie's Angels pose. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's wrong. That's so wrong. Is it or is it right? Is it pretty right to so me? Right. I'm sorry, now I'm, I'm mentioning uh, 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 Mirgrat in a Farrah Fawcett pose. 
with a fair faucet wig. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. uh, Okay, that one I may actually leave in here. Uh, (laughs) And then prepare myself as as the fan artist to start coming out with with Pat Mora with Farrah Fawcett wigs and air fresheners. Just on a personal level. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, you got a minute. Uh, he looks over Joey's uh, Joey Vaughn. He gets a couple of information. He says, "I believe I understand who I'm dealing with. I will observe and make notes and let the psychops deal with this in their own way." He then then bows. If you have need of me, he um, he doesn't give you like a. a communication ship. He actually gives you something closer to, well, it kind of looks like kind of a brooch. Like one of those uh, ivory brooches with the, 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 the black silhouette. Oh, cameo. Uh, thank you, a cameo. Yes, yeah. thank you. Uh, with it, Where the face is shown and everything else is black, that's the cameo? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. There's a little cameo of what appears to be some sort of human... Uh, Mimbari person, you think it's a cameo of the Len, believe it or not, and that uh, he says, just when you uh, when you need me, use this. Who Tell is me, sure. To Mirgrat. I'm sorry. What was that? Who is he Where's handing it to? To Mirgrat. He hands it to Mirgrat, who he sees as the. Uh, okay. It's the librarian, a very revered position in his, in his culture. But yeah, he hands it to Mirakrat, uh while also addressing the both of you. He then bows to both of you and and, and sweeps his way out the door. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well then, um, I think at this juncture, Mirakrat is going to turn and say, "Bring to Julie." Yes. I believe we have a problem. I believe we have many problems. Which one are you specifically wanting to address at this time? The interstellar entity that is currently waging psychic war against us. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, you'll have to be more specific. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, we don't know about the other one yet. That's true. That's true. So, you know... There's some altitude, Dan. Yeah, uh, yeah, all right, so how do we find an interstellar entity? I believe we should let the Psychops do it. Dale did not go so well the last time I tried to engage him in single combat. I believe that was true for everybody. Not cut out for prison life. <laughs> I don't think any of us are cut out for prison life. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, if we're letting the Psycops handle it, technically it's not our problem. Yes, it's true. However, you seem to have expressed some concern over what is going to happen to the entity's latest host once it has moved on. I don't know that... Okay, so for my limited experience with humans... Psychops are generally regarded as 
a positive influence the people within the organization, but a negative influence the people who do not want to be in their organization. They're kind of like the Centauri. Um, so I don't know that they will actually encourage the entity to move on. They might want to study it. Seems like it means the original idea. owner. What was that? Seems like a terrible idea. Yes, and it also I, I made certain assurances to the original owner of the body that I feel obligated to keep. What assurances were these? And you know, out of character, I don't quite remember, but I do remember something about no harm coming to him if I could have all help it in not turning him over to the psychops. So I, mm-hmm. in character, well, they boil down to him not being harmed. Um, and obviously he is being harmed at the moment. So I have a personal responsibility there to a degree. It is important that you are not forsworn. Perhaps we should we we shall be able to come up with an alternative so that this Connor may be oh, saved from the clutches of the Psychor once he has regained full control of his body. And to allow him the opportunity to gain control of his body. That is out of my hands at the moment. Yes, but here is a question. We can't keep having an alien body hop through the spaceship. How do we contain the alien? Do you have any knowledge of that? We do not. But perhaps we should. We would be able to find some. Perhaps we should be telling people, and maybe they can start working on that aspect, and then we can find Connor. Um, should we be talking to your superiors? Yes. We should discuss this with the current Pakmarat Diplomatic Attaché. If nothing else, we shall use their communications channels to access the library. Okay. So, we head towards the Pakmarat section. Okay. Well, you're not the back Pakmarat section. You're talking to the the, uh, ambassador and the Attaché. You're going to first class. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. First class. So, okay. Uh... All right, so you head to the uh, attaches, the, the ambassador's uh, quarters again, and uh, the uh, actual ambassador is not there. The attaché is the the, the, the assistant. He inf- uh, they inform you that the ambassador has gone to the observation deck to view the new planet that they're saying is part of the stop off that the Odyssey is making on its path to to uh, uh, the new worlds. Showing off the sights, as it were. But he says, "Is there something I can?" They say, "Is there something I we can help you with?" We need access to your secure communications channel, and we shall also need some diplomatic favors. Uh, what sorts of diplomatic favors? We need emergency Pakmara citizenship. There is just like this pause uh, as he, the the yeah, I kind of look at. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, no, I have the same pause. Like, uh, what? <laughs> it's important that Connor is not part of the Psycorp, correct? 
Yes. Uh-huh, okay. He has expressed his wishes in this oh, It is my understanding that all humans who are psychic must be part of the Psychor. This is correct? That this is correct. However, or humans that good. are under sorry, humans that are under the jurisdiction of Earth, well, Earth, yeah. So if you're, you're clever, well done. Thank you. <laughs> In Tungra society, we do not distinguish between telepaths and non-telepaths. Tungra are all the same, but all different. Which would be a boon for this situation, and if you guessed did apply, and made him a official Pakmara, or at least a protectorate of the Pakmara government, then technically, yes, Sycor couldn't touch him as he would be of another species, and not under, and he would he'd essentially have to give up Earth citizenship, but yes, he could is ostensibly leave, uh, live on the Pakmara worlds. I think they're habitable enough to humans for them to exist. Nope. The is one world, it is way not habitable, but they have a whole bunch, but they have uh, their orbiting space station that allows them to interface with other species, and mm-hmm. also there's just Pachmara everywhere, so I'm assuming, like, regular Pachmara are allowed yeah. to leave their home planet, so I assume that this Pachmara would also be allowed to leave his home planet. Fair enough. <laughs> Though, at least according to the Babylon 5 game map, the Pakmara actually have a few yeah. other planets under their jurisdiction. None of them are habitable, though. They have the uh, entire uh, Malat system, but Malat Prime is the only one that is habitable. Right, and gotcha. Habitable asterisk only by Pakmara. <laughs> so, in other words, uh, you'll be pulling a. Um, please keep him in our embassy, and otherwise, he's uh, he is one of us, not subject to human rule. Yeah, I mean. Ideally, he won't even have to stay in the embassy. Like, he'll just be able to say, hey, I'm a Pakmara now, but, you know. Uh, or else be used as a... Really as a an ID issued. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, he, the attaché kind of understands, says, I think I understand what you were saying. If we can give him citizenship, which in theory should provide some defense against the human inclusion um, and we have several embassies or other places that he could be considered welcome such as on Mimbar or on Narn or a number of other planets that is not within human space so we having a non-Pakmara telepath who is of the Pakmara will be a boon when interfacing with other species I see what you're getting at I will draw papers and uh, have the correct rituals performed to make sure this happens. I will still need the ver- verification of the ambassador, but that shouldn't be a problem. Excellent. There is a tangential issue to this one, however. And that is? The individual that we are giving emergency citizenship to is currently sharing his body with an interstellar psychic entity. There is another yeah, dramatic pause. Looks off. <laughs> 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 looks off to the side, like 
Oh no! Now we have to explain all this. <laughs> and now we drops. So, yes. After a little montage of you explaining the situation to the uh, attaché about what you're talking about, which again, thankfully, let's just say, thankfully, Julie does not have a lot of Pakmara influence or Pakmara not influence, uh, uh, knowledge Pakmara. Because otherwise, you would get the subtle body language that denotes the phrase, what the hell are you talking about? But to a nod to Pakmara, it's just a simple nod and, you know, you know, nodding of understanding, quick wiggle of the face. Yeah, Dewey hasn't quite grasped all of the, all of the subtleties of Pakmara face tentacle movements. Yes. <laughs> but so few outside yeah. of Pakmara have. Um, Hunter's gonna pick it up real quick, though. <laughs> you know, because he's psychic. Exactly, and it's not like he—not like Connor—hasn't isn't inhabited by another creature who was sharing your body and memories. Thus, it pick up that data real fast. Yeah. See, he's practically a popular already. This is gonna work out fine. <laughs> so. The attaché nods and says, I will make note of this and see what we can do. Uh, in the meantime, yes, I think something can be arranged. Now, the entity in question, does it require citizenship as well? No, we should not under... No, no. our protection. <laughs> ah, I see. As a matter of fact, we have to figure out a way to contain it. Yes, we need to request. Uh, you're requesting we know how to contain an entity such as that? Yes, but in lieu of that, I would like to use your secure communications channel to contact a library and see if there is any precedent for this situation. Very, very well. I will allow the contact through the library. So he got a cooperation. Your guy just needs to watch the Exorcist movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be allowed unless, like, they have someone to explain all of the cultural nuance. <laughs> that's the thing is, I keep like keep having this idea that 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 is going to go research. You come back like an episode two later. So, have you understood how this works? I sort of do. Sorry, I sort of do. I have been watching several movies. However, important to the situation, one, the exorcist requires that we gather a, new pri- a young priest and an old priest. The other says that we should call certain professionals educated dealing with ghosts who know how to entrap them in certain devices. Do you know how to contact the Ghostbusters? <laughs> See, this was when Mirgarot was on board with letting the entity, like, chill in their brain and, like, trying to explain things the best they could, because the entity was already, like, rubbing up on our reality, and so Mirgarot really wanted to, like, be able to be a guide for it and try to prevent, like, the Lilu accidentally sees war footage moment. (laughs) (laughs) This context is important. Yes, it is. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. Now that I, you know, now that you point that out, it's like okay, now this I understand now. So okay, okay. 
while that's all happening and you're getting information from the library, which I'm going to quickly jump to the point, they'll help you out as much research as possible, but do they have a clue? No, no absolutely not. However, while that's, you guys are doing that, I'm going to jump back to Ty. Because mm-hmm. I think we've been doing this for about an hour and Ty needs to be brought up to the situation. So, Ty, you got some money, which again, you may have had some before or not, but you've got a safety place for the stones. Uh, mm-hmm. Your entourage is again following you simply because you know, well, okay, one's your son. He's going to follow you anyway. Excuse me. And the other two are fish out of water, so they the only person who knows what's it like here. I'm going to tell my kid to take his new buddies to go get something to eat so I can make a phone call or a vid call. Not explaining what that means to the <laughs> the people from the past because Ty doesn't have time for that. Fair enough. The, the kid is basically like going to make a vid call. Even, even your son is like, I'm uh, going to send for a messenger. And they're like, oh, of course. <laughs> they'll the to, to food. Uh, which you realize when you get back is going to be entertaining as half. So you find a, a, a terminal to make a call. Who are you calling? I'm going to call Mirgara. Okay. This is probably good timing. This would be a good time indeed. Let us hear what the call she has to make is. I think this is getting the band back together, yes? <laughs> but that is for another time. Jonas... Next time, in different surroundings, and we will talk more about what happened at the uh, Odyssey. Oh, I need it. What are you doing in here? Oh, great maker! Get out! Get out! I'm going. I'm going. Going. And that's where we're in for this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us and hope that you continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey. If you have any questions, comments, constructive criticism, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey, or email us at temporalplaygrounds at gmail.com, or now you can follow us on Twitter at odysseyb5dm. Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Straczynski and is owned by Warner Brothers Domestic Media. The Babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by Mongoose Publishing utilizing the OGL gaming license for D20. Our audio engineer is Gabriel Belton. Our theme music, Titan Striker, was composed by Evan King. Incidental music provided by Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. All other music provided by Creative Commons license and is available of information on our website. Once again, I am Daniel... And I thank you for joining us on this grand adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming.